You wanna play what? Say hello to my little friend! What the hell's going on out here? That's a bingo. Triple eight nine seven one S A G E. Triple eight nine seven one seven two four three. Larry Elder, relieffactor.com studio. Two states, Georgia and Colorado, have partially lifted their stay-at-home order. Only one state is facing severe criticism. That state would be the state of Georgia. Why? Well, because it has a Republican governor. I will be talking to my next guest about all of this, Andy Puzder, the president's first nominee for Department of Labor, former CEO of Hardee's, a major fast food operation. Going to find out how he would have handled the coronavirus pandemic had he still been CEO of a major corporation. The FDA commissioner says he is very optimistic about the convalescent plasma as a therapy for the virus. Amy Klobuchar said Trump telling people they should, quote, chug bleach, end of quote, is the, quote, exact opposite of what a leader should be doing, end of quote. When did President Trump say chug bleach? Now, I want to comment on the assertion that President Trump said to chug bleach. Now, of course, you know he didn't say that. I played you what he said. He was brainstorming the idea of the use of disinfectant. Turned to Dr. Burks and said, what do you think about all of this? That's all he said. Now, if, however, you watch nothing but CNN and MSNB Hee Haw, or you get your news from one of the three major nightly newscasts half hour long, or you get your news from the New York Times or from the Washington Post or from yahoo.com or google.com. There is a real strong possibility that you, in fact, believe the president did say chug bleach. Joe Biden tweeted, I never thought I would say this, but don't drink bleach. And so what President Trump said gets put into a filter and then ground and it comes out. He said, chug bleach. And I know it's tempting to think that a lot of people are going to just roll their eyes and say, oh, good Lord, there goes the media again. Let me tell you a story. I have a friend who worked really, really hard for Barack Obama in 2008. Yeah, I had friends like that. And one of the things that she told me motivated her was the push for universal health care, which ultimately became Obamacare. And she told me that one of the motivating stories she and other staffers heard who worked for Obama is that his mother, as she lay dying in a hospital bed in Hawaii, had to fight with her insurance carrier to pay her hospital bills and her medical bills. So I told my friend, this is not true. And I gave her an article about a book written by a former New York Times reporter who wrote a book about Barack Obama's mom. And in the book, which is a very long book, about four or 500 pages, as I recall, it was about a page and a half, maybe two pages about this business about Obama uh, and his mother and insurance carriers. And the book said that Obama's mother promptly had her medical bills bills paid, promptly had her hospital bills paid. There was no issue at all. The only issue was she had taken out a disability policy after she'd already been diagnosed with cancer. 
And as a result, she wasn't for, for, was forbidden from doing so. The insurance company challenged that. And the insurance company was successful in their challenge. But they never challenged paying hospital bills, medical bills, doctor bills, anything. So I showed this to my friend, and she read it. And she was stunned. And it occurred to me how many of these slogans, lies, partial truths, sound bites that are routinely uttered on CNN, MSNB, hee-haw, to the point where a lot of Americans actually believe it. That's why so many Americans will tell you with a straight face that Donald Trump said in Charlottesville there were good Nazis and bad Nazis, good fascists and bad fascists, uh, good uh, Aryan brothers and bad Aryan brothers, or whatever the hell it is they now say he said. And there were two journalists, Michael Schmirkanish, talk show host and also TV show uh, on the weekends on CNN, and Jake Tapper, who has a daily show on CNN, both admitted that it is not true that President Trump said both sides. Yet, I'm telling you, a majority of Democrats believe it. And they believe it not because they're stupid. This is what they've heard. This is what they've read. They watch these pundits come on CNN, MSNB, Hee Haw. They're not corrected. Kamala Harris the other day, watch this. He calls the thing a hoax. What can I tell you? That was fact-checked. Four Pinocchios. Joe Biden had an ad in which he said that, that Donald Trump called the coronavirus a hoax. Washington Post gave it four Pinocchios because he never did. But here Kamala Harris is, a senator, goes on television, says this, nobody says Jack. He calls the thing a hoax. He calls it a hoax. He rejects the science. He fails to speak truth to the American people. He deflects blame. He places blame on everybody. He fails to use a tool in the toolbox of the president of the United States, whoever that may be. That tool in a time of crisis is called the Defense Production Act. What is the Defense Production Act? Okay, okay. I can't take any more. Fact check. Quote, on March 23, Trump signed a new executive order, quote, to prohibit the hoarding of needed resources, end of quote, citing the authority given him under the Defense Production Act. sigh and that is why so many americans with a straight face believe that president trump referred to the coronavirus as a hoax with a straight face a lot of americans believe that the president said there were good nazis and bad nazis a lot of americans believe sincerely because of what they watch the president mocked a handicapped reporter is don lemon going to set people straight about that no is Lawrence O'Donnell and Emerson Bihia going to set that straight? No. Would Chris Matthews, before his departure from, C- from MSNB Bihia, have set the record straight? No. And this explains why so many of our fellow Americans sincerely and honestly believe that Donald Trump referred the coronavirus as a hoax, that Donald Trump said that there were good Nazis and bad Nazis, that Donald Trump mocked a handicapped reporter. They choose to believe it. That Donald Trump did not invoke the Defense Production Act. Yes, he did. It's true he was reluctant. But he sure did. Now, whether he should have, 
as opposed to asking companies to do that voluntarily, we can have another discussion. But for a senator to go on television and say that Donald Trump referred to the coronavirus as a hoax and not get corrected and that Donald Trump failed to use the Defense Production Act, which is not true and not corrected, tells you everything you need to know about why people are so ill-informed, everything you need to know about our media bias, everything you need to know about our fake news. Chug Bleach? I just think um, so many people watch the, the president. He's the leader of our country. And when you see him, whether he's joking or not, literally looking at people and saying, basically implying, oh, you can chug bleach. That is one of the women on the medium-sized list of possible nominees for running mates for Joe Biden, Amy Klopachar who says that Trump said, uh, whether he was joking or not, chug bleach. Same women that said that Christine Blasey Ford, who accused Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault, should be believed. Where are they now on Tara Reid? Is this thing on? Can you say double standard? I'm Larry Elder. Don't leave town. Larry Elder, all true. All devastating. Larry's father, Staff Sergeant Randolph Elder, says hard work wins. You get out of life what you put into it. And now, here's Larry Elder. Yes, Larry, uh, this is Dennis in Central Texas. Uh, I just saw again uh, where Nancy Pelosi is wanting to approve $500 billion for aid for states. Now, you know which states that's going to. It's going to New York, going to Illinois, it's going to California. States where they have leftist policies and outrageous state pensions. I just heard a story about an elementary school superintendent that's retiring in a year. Current salary is $400,000 a year. Retirement salary will be $300,000 a year. That is absolutely ridiculous. And living in Texas, I don't want to pay for the waste, the fraud, and abuse of those states. So hopefully that doesn't go through. Have you seen the price of Second City tickets in Chicago? Hi, Larry. I've got an idea for all of these governors and congressmen that want to delay the whole uh, reopening economy. Why don't we hold up their pay and see how they like it? Uh, uh, Just an idea. Talk to you again, Larry. Great show. Love it. Hi, Larry. I'm from Ohio, and our governor, according to the news outlets, has broken with Trump. And he has received all these great accolades from the news media. Well, I hope he doesn't think that's his way to higher office, because it's not, because we will drill him if he goes away from Trump. Thanks a lot. Bye. 888-971-SAGE, 888-971-7243, Larry Elder, ReliefFactor.com studio. Great news, the movie No Safe Spaces is now available to watch for a limited time only at nosafespaces.com. Use discount code SAVE25 for 25% off. It was the number one political documentary of 2019, and now it's available to watch at home. One price, $19.99, allows you to watch it as many times as you want until May 31st. And you can also pay $19.99 for the DVD. Stars Dennis Prager, Adam Carolla. nosafespaces.com. And use discount code SAVE25 for 25% off. My next guest is from Cleveland, Ohio. He was a trial lawyer in St. Louis where one of his clients was Carl Karcher. 
uh, the founder of Carl's Jr. Ultimately, uh, my next guest became the VP and general counsel for CK Restaurants, uh, and then became uh, the, the uh, excuse me CKE Restaurants, and then became the CEO of CKE Restaurants. He has a new book out, just out, came out what yesterday, day before. It's called Getting America Back to Work. Please welcome back to the program, Andrew F. Puzder. Andy, how are you? Great to be here, Larry. Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. Boy, Andy, so much to talk about. Let's assume that Mr. Puzner was still CEO of CKE Restaurants. This pandemic hits. What measures do you take to protect your employees, to protect your workers, to protect your, well, your, your customers, thing, excuse me, employees and customers? The, the, well, the first thing we, we do, obviously, the first thing the restaurants did and we would do is we ended up having to close dining rooms so people wouldn't communicate the disease. But luckily, with Hardee's and Carl's Jr., which are the uh, the brands that were owned by CK, we have drive throughs which are very safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, people could do curb service if they wanted, and all of the restaurants have uh, third-party delivery services like Uber Eats or DoorDash. Uh, so there were alternatives. If I were running the company, I would have advertised those uh, those delivery or those service alternatives above even what products we have or what prices we sold products for, just so people knew that they could continue to eat safely from the restaurants. They didn't uh, have to mingle socially mm-hmm. and uh, put themselves at risk. Now, Andy, this next question is not that far-fetched. You are this close to becoming uh, the President's uh, Secretary of Labor. Uh, he turns to you as Secretary of Labor and says, Andy, what the hell do I do? And you would have said? Uh, then or now? <laughs> no, no, ba- no, no, ba- no, 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 back then. Back then? Yeah, back the then. The we're, we're talking about now, we're talking about uh, when the World Health Organization determined that it was a pandemic, and we really recognize how serious this thing is. President Trump now turns to you and says, Andy, what do, you, what do we do? Do we shut down America? Do we order governors to shut down America? Do we, do we suggest that we should shut down? What do we do, Andy? You're a business guy. You guy you're, you're the kind of person who's running a business where there are a lot of employees that come in contact with people where pro- arguably your kind of employee is at a greater risk of COVID-19 than other people. So please tell me, I'm President Trump, what I should do. What would you have said, Andy? Well, the, the safest thing to do, and, and the original estimate that came out of Great Britain was that 2.2 million Americans were going to die. And right. the, the administration was giving that credibility at first. If there was a chance 2.2 million Americans were going to die from this thing, I would say we needed to shut down. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, we probably didn't need to shut down as much as we did. But at the time, I, I understand why the decision was made. I probably would have gone along with it. Mm-hmm. Andy, are you troubled by the president's use of the Defense Production Act? He used it to apparently uh, pressure GM to making masks, uh, as opposed to companies voluntarily stepping up for the good of the country? Uh, well, the country, a lot of companies were stepping up. Right. Uh, if, if the you know, I wasn't. It's tough if you're not sitting behind that desk in the Oval Office to go back and look at these decisions. But I think at the time he believed it was an emergency for the company, the country, and much as you know Roosevelt did during World War II, where he had Chrysler and Ford and GM. Matter of fact, the CEO of GM took over uh, production under the Defense Act. I would say that the. Um, yeah, you know, it, 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 it would, I would prefer that he hadn't had to do it, but mm-hmm. apparently he felt he had to do it. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, 
you know, I'd be second guessing at this point. But the good news is we got we you know we certainly got enough ventilators out of the process. My guest is Andy Puzner. His book "Getting Back to America to Work" just now came out a couple of days ago. Here's my fear, Andy: we don't develop a vaccine. We keep hearing the experts say between 12 and 18 months, but there was never a vaccine for H1N1. There is no vaccine for uh, the virus that causes AIDS, uh, and. Um, there's no effective treatment anytime soon. We don't have the universe, the testing that they want, at least not yet. Uh, and maybe, just maybe, the infection may not even confer lasting immunity. So I know that's worst case scenario. But when you look at those possibilities, and then you look at how we shut down the country, I'm not sure what we ought to do. Well, I, I tell you, we, it, there's really not a lot of choice. If we keep the country shut down to the extent that it was shut down over the past three, four weeks, mm-hmm. I think the uh, the results are going to be much worse than if we open it up. Even, even if they're, you know, you're obviously going to have some mortality with this. It's it's not as bad as people thought it was originally, uh, but there's going to be some. But you can't. I mean, we have to be able to feed people. Uh, we have to be able to um, pay our policemen, pay, pay our firemen. We have to be able to pay the people who pick up the garbage. I mean, we have to continue to function as a society and a civilization. You can't, the government can't substitute itself for the economy for any extended period of time. Now, they've done, I think they've done a great job of shutting the economy down and trying to level that bell curve and, and doing things uh, such as the CARES Act and the Paycheck Protection Act uh, and the, uh, the checks that went out to individuals to try and keep the economy alive. You know, this was survival mode. Uh, for the period of the shutdown, but eventually, and, and I, you know, you, you, you see it in, in various states. I'm in Tennessee, and our governor opened up 89 of the 96 uh, 20, 20, se- 20 the seconds, state. Andy, 20 seconds. Uh, the only, the six that aren't open are just whether in metropolitan areas, but so far people have responded to it very positively. So I think we need to start opening things back up if we're going to uh, survive. Andy Puzner has been my guest. The book is Getting America Back to Work. Andy, as always, thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks. Pleasure to be here, Larry. Thank you. You're listening to The Larry Elder Show. I never believed in things that I couldn't see. I said if I can't feel it, then how could it be? Portions of today's Larry Elder Show are sponsored by Moral Compass, LLC. Yeah, Larry. Coronavirus has sent me to heaven. Well, heaven on earth. Since the coronavirus and all the uh, sports activities being canceled, they don't preempt your show anymore. I'm so happy. (laughs) Well, you have a good day now. 888-971-SAGE. 888-971-7243. Larry Elder. ReliefFactor.com studio. Mike Lindell is offering amazing discounts as he prepares face masks for hospitals all around the country. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener special. You're going to see some amazing offers. Buy one, get one free. Giza Dream Sheets, Supima MyPillows, MyPillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcases, Bolster Pillows, Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What are the odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you're going to get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code Larry, or call 800-890-1843. Be sure and use promo code Larry. The women who are on the list of likely 
nominees or likely candidates for Joe Biden's running mate. Remember, Joe Biden says he wants a female. Each one of them was approached and asked about the allegation made by the former Biden staffer. I'll talk to you about their responses later on the program. 888-971-SAGE. And we never did get to Michael Moore's new climate change movie. And uh, it's been denounced by the left because apparently in the movie, I've not seen it, he dared to suggest that wind and solar are not the answer. Because you know the left is all about wind and solar. It's just not practical. Which is what a lot of us have been saying. And now Michael Morris said it. And the distributor of his film has pulled the film because of the criticism. To my knowledge, Mr. Morris not said anything just yet. But it's entertaining, isn't it? Triple eight nine seven one S A G E Triple Eight nine seven one seven two four three. Barrett is in Houston, Texas. Barrett, you're on the Larry Elder Show. Thank you so much for calling. Yes, Larry Elder, your father, Sergeant Randolph Elder, received the Congressional Gold Medal posthumously. You and Kirk received it for him, so you might could answer my question. Okay. I'm wondering if um, if you agree that the uh, CEOs of the corporations that are helping us get through this by producing medical equipment, especially Michael and Dell, should receive a Congressional Gold Medal, and if they do... Uh, if the God smacked Christophobes, what will they say this time when Mike receives his gold medal? <laughs> I think it's a wonderful idea. And I think a lot of these companies that voluntarily stepped up uh, should get some sort of recognition. Barrett, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Brian is in California. Brian, you're on the Larry Oda Show. What part of California are you in? Uh, Valley Springs, sir. Where is that? It's uh, 30 miles uh, east of Stockton. Okay. Up north. Gotcha. So uh, the the dingbat uh, gal on CNN, I forget her name, that said there's a silver lining in all this. I think the silver lining she's referring to is uh, fifty five thousand uh, harvesting uh, harvested votes they're going to get next election for the Democrats. Yeah, Brian, uh, the person that said that was uh, Nicole Wallace. And believe it or not, Nicole Wallace used to work for George W. Bush. I am not making this up. Nicole Wallace. Something both tragic and pathetic um, and ironic about the fact that it took a, um, you know, colorblind, genderblind, state, you know, state line blind virus to sort of have all of the president's sins from his first three years catch up with him. You can't stand that. All the president's sins catch up with him. This is what people are watching on MSNBC, huh? and lie. You can't contradict your scientists because they're the ones that stand at 66 and 68 percent public trust, not you. He's down at 38 percent. By the way, Biden's at 28 percent, but let's not go there. This is lower than him. I mean, he needs those people, whether he likes what they say. When I say 28 percent, I'm talking about polls that have asked, are you or do you have trust in President Trump's response to the coronavirus? Do you have trust in Biden's response? Uh, and Nicole Wallace is right, right. Only 38% said they trusted President Trump on the coronavirus, but only 28% said that about Joe Biden, that they trusted him on the coronavirus. She didn't mention that, did she? No. Or not. And I, I wonder what you think about whether or not there's some silver lining there, that some of the things that, that, that we've been talking about for three years may be finally catching up with him. I wonder if there might be some sort of silver lining. Sure, a million people have contracted the coronavirus. Sure, nearly 60,000 people have died. But hey, you, you, 
you gave one for the team. Look at it like this. At least we got this guy out of office in November. Because we're accusing him of responding to this thing incompetently. Didn't Governor Andrew Cuomo just a moment ago say he regrets not sounding the alarm sooner? Did he blame Trump for him not sounding the alarm sooner? All that and more. You're listening to The Larry Elder Show. All across America, The Larry Elder Show. Hey, Larry, so let me understand this. If you go to the streets to protest the fact that you're losing your job and you want to go back to work, they're going to arrest you. But if you go out and protest as a student or an illegal alien or Antifa, and Antifa beats people up and they block streets, which is totally illegal, you cannot do that unless you have a permit to do so, um, that's okay. And actually, the police stand down in those cases. That's okay. Let me get this straight. This is the America we live in today. 888-971-SAGE, 888-971-7243. Larry Elder, ReliefFactor.com studio. We live in unprecedented times, don't we? And I want to say thank you to companies and advertisers that support my show, The Larry Elder Show, and the entire Salem Media family by choosing to advertise on our show. These partners allow us to continue to provide critical news, opinion, and inspiration. Companies like Relief Factor, MyPillow, Job Creators Network, the movie No Safe Spaces, Legacy Box, Car Shield, Honor Bound Coffee, Harry's, LifeLock, Balance of Nature, and many others. Even in these difficult times, these great companies stand by us and support our mission and our values. They support us, so please be sure to support them. We're all in this together. Dr. Birch, as you know, defended Trump's comments regarding sunlight. Dr. Birch, help me understand what happened with the suggestion that the president made that the task force study uh, disinfected injections. You said he was digesting information at the time when that came out of his mouth. Um, do you have any more information? And are you concerned that that people might take bleach because of what the president said? I think I made it very clear and how I interpreted that. I also made it very clear, and so has Dr. Fauci and everyone associated with the task force and their clarity around this is not a treatment. What was missed, and really I'm hoping the American people understand, the reason why that study was important, that DA, that. Department of Homeland Security did was when we came and saw what MIT talked about as viral particles moving through the air. It's really important to figure out in the outside conditions, is there anything that decreases the half-life of that virus. And I think I was reassured right. personally to see what impact sunlight has on the virus and the viral half-life. Right. That should be encouraging to all of us. We should still social distance. We should still wear those masks to protect others as we work through this yeah. epidemic. But I think it's really important to see that sunlight, direct sunlight, may actually be able right. to kill the virus. Nancy Pelosi has called... Has said the, says the president has presided over the worst disaster in our country's history. What? The worst disaster in our country's history? Civil war? 
675,000 Americans died both sides. Population 10% the size it is right now. Do the math. That would be, in today's terms, over 6 million Americans dead. No, but I'll tell you this, uh, as an intelligence person, I've over 25 years experience in the intelligence community. The president's daily briefing is just so very important to decision-making and the rest. So what you just heard uh, begs the question, what did the president know and when did he know it? In addition... What did the president know and when did he know it? What did Nancy Pelosi know and when did she know it on February 24th? What is out there in other places, we want to be careful about how we deal with it. But we do want to say to people, come to Chinatown. Here we are. We're, again, careful, safe, and come join us. What did Nancy Pelosi know, and when did she know it? You should come to Chinatown. Precautions have been taken by our city. Uh, We know that there is a concern about tourism traveling all throughout the world. Uh, But we think it's very safe to be in Chinatown and hope that others will come. Who is your daddy and what does he do? (laughs) Governor Cuomo says, I regret not sounding the alarm on coronavirus sooner. He earlier said that he made a mistake in ordering a stay at home uh, because he didn't appreciate that the virus is more likely to affect elderly people. So he asked elderly people to stay at home with young people. He says that was a mistake. He now says it was also a mistake for him not to have sounded the alarm sooner. If you could go back and change two things that you did personally, what they would be. When we heard in December that China had a virus problem and China said basically it was under control, don't worry. We should have worried. But where was everyone, Jonathan, when China says, don't worry? You hear that? Where was everyone? For all of you out there blaming Trump, saying Trump has blood on his hands, this is the governor of New York, frankly, the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic in this country, saying, where was everybody else? We should have worried. But where was everyone, Jonathan, when China says, don't worry? I have a fire in my backyard. You don't hang up the phone and go back to sleep, right? You get out of your house and you walk two houses over to make sure I have the fire under control. Where was every other country walking out of their home to make sure China had it under control? That was December. January, February, where was everyone? Maybe the United States was waiting for the World Health Organization or the World Health Organization was waiting for the National Institute of Health or somebody was waiting for uh, the UN. I don't know, but I wish someone stood up and blew the bugle. And if no one was going to blow the bugle, I would feel much better if I was a bugle blower last December and January even though no one danced to the music, I would feel better sitting here today saying, I blew the bugle about Wuhan province in January. I can't say that. Dr. Fauci, January 21. Bottom line, we don't have to worry about this one, right? 
Well, I, you know, obviously you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. We come back. Is there a possible treatment for the coronavirus? And the double standard regarding Joe Biden is becoming even more difficult for even Democrats to ignore. All of that and more. Call the Larry Elder Show now at 888-971-SAGE. That's 888-971-7243. Eldorados, let Larry know what's on your mind. We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is my daddy and what does he do? Yes? Is your daddy a fireman? He's probably big. Is he a wrestler? Is he a basketball coach? No, 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 no. What's the matter? I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. What I meant was, you tell me, who is your daddy and what does he do? No, but I'll tell you this, uh, as an intelligence person, I've over 25 years experience in the intelligence community. The president's daily briefing is just so very important to decision making and the rest. So what you just heard uh, begs the question, what did the president know and when did he know it? In addition to which, uh, what did the scientists tell him and when did he tell them? Because actually, as a matter of fact, this president has presided over the worst disaster in our country's history, an assault on the lives and the livelihood of, livelihoods of the American people. And he did so by neglect of information, also denial and delay in accepting the facts. Hey, was that racist? We're not ordinary people. <laughs> We're morons. That's what I said. James is darn good. But he's better. I'm better than both of you. No brag, just facts. 888-971-SAGE, 888-971-7243, Larry Elder, ReliefFactor.com studio. And you can try our podcast for only 99 cents. What's the podcast? It's the show minus the commercial interruptions that some of you complain about. And you can hear it whenever device you want, however many times you want. 99 cents for the first month. Just go to LarryElder.com. And be sure and follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Fred is in Hawaii. Fred, you're on the Larry Elder Show. Thank you so much for calling. Hey, Larry. How are you doing? Aloha. Uh, Aloha, Fred. How are you? Sunny. Aloha, Fred. How are okay. you? Okay. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, just just another, another poopy day in paradise. I'll tell here. you. I'll tell you. <laughs> as you know, I was, I was there last, I think it was last year I was there. First time in my life. Right. I'm born and raised in L.A. I had never been to Hawaii. It was the only of the 57 states. Pause for laughter. The only one I hadn't that I hadn't visited. Huh. Good. You enjoyed your vacation. You guys, then? Fred. How do you get anything done? Everybody is so laid back. <laughs> how do you seriously? How do you it's get anything fine. done? It's, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> Man, the weather was nice. The women were beautiful. The beaches were beautiful. I don't know how you got anything done, Fred. We do not have time for this kind of silliness. <laughs> <laughs> 
My question to you, Larry, is they say that the sunlight is good. The UV rays from the sunlight is good at like destroying this COVID-19. Yeah. Why, why do they not make um, like the, you know, the tanning booths that are up there? Or, or all around? Why, 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 why aren't they essential businesses? <laughs> Good point. 